What's up, fam? Welcome to Codependent and Shit. Conscious dating and relating from a former crazy girl. How's it going? Um, coming at you from my house. Um, it's been rough. It's been rough. Um, uh, my my son started preschool on Zoom. That's right, preschool on Zoom. Um, he is doing preschool on Zoom. It's four-year-olds on Zoom. It's so sad. They're all in, like, their little cameras waving. My four-year-old does not want to pay attention to a computer for school. Um, Yeah, it's not working out. It's honestly the worst thing ever. And I'm working from home, too. So I'm supposed to be working while I'm, I have to, like, facilitate all the things he's doing. It's actually complete bullshit. And um, I don't know how this is actually real life. So... I really hope that they'll just open schools and if you're triggered by me saying that because you're very like pro this is legit and everyone's really dying or whatever sorry um to me the risk outweigh I mean this outweighs the the risk of that the coronavirus to me like the kids are suffering yo my kid wants to go to school my kid wants social interaction you don't want to hang out with his mom all day I don't blame him I'm kidding I'm awesome (laughs) Um, no, really, we're going crazy. We're arguing. He's, he's sick of me. I'm sick of him. It happens. Four-year-olds are total dicks. I'm sorry. It's true. They are so mean. Um, I don't know. I just can't. And then we also got the boot out of our place. I have 60 days to move. So that was a nice little kick in the butt. Like, here you go. And what else happened? I mean, I shouldn't even be going this this far into my private life, but um, my son's dad, I had to see him by chance. He got a ridiculous tattoo on his hands. Um, I don't even want to tell you guys what it says. Hate edge or something so stupid. I swear to God, like, I I really had to work so much around give, forgiving myself that I reproduced with this human. But, like, the more things he does, like, the more dumb tattoos or, like, ways he can look more like a hooligan he does, I just feel worse. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm just, it's like he's my son. Oh, that's weird. No, really, though, I'm like, oh, why? And I was like, why Why would you do that, though? Why would you get that on your hands? And it doesn't even look good. It looks so stupid. It looks like shit. It looks so ugly. And I'm like, what are you going to tell your son that means? And, like, does this hair, is he ever think he's going to get, like, custody when he looks like, like, this is why you have visitation. Anyways, sorry to get personal, like, there's always something new I have to process with that, with that guy. If you, if you can feel me and you got, like, a, you got a shitty baby daddy or baby mama and you can relate, I feel for you. I feel for you. I'm, like, a different person, so it's just so weird to realize that wasn't ever my reality that I ever you know you guys if you listen regularly you know my story and how I feel about all that so anyways I'm gonna just get to what um this week's episode is about oh also I don't know if you guys went and checked me out in stereo I made sure to like drop a second episode to let you guys know I was gonna be on there I haven't really been on there much I ended up not having time because of this whole preschool at home thing and it's, I, I don't love 
the platform yet. Maybe I'll grow on it more. I just don't really get it. Um, I wanted to talk about specific topics and I haven't gotten the opportunity. So if you went on there, um, sorry that I'm not that I'm not really popping on stereo app yet. But anyways, I had someone write something in, so that was cool because this is something I realized I've never talked about and this is this is good. This is good stuff. So it was like a two part question. Is it possible if a couple chooses to do the work individually while still in connection to heal codependent patterns and become healthy? My answer is yes. Um, You might have seen people or talked to people that would say no. I don't know why they would say no because people aren't black and white and even I don't even love using these labels codependency and all this so much because I don't we aren't a label and even codependency can put people in a box and humans are so complex and I think labels like codependency and you know all of them can help us understand traits and patterns and connections and why they are the way they are but um you can't put people in a box so you can't put a couple in a box you can't just decide yeah there's no way these two people that are codependent or have codependent traits can't be in a relationship and heal like yes you can um it's I believe even if just one partner is doing the work like maybe you're with someone that's like not on the same page they're like don't think they need to change anything and maybe they're it depends on their level of toxicity if you have like a straight up piece of shit boyfriend or girlfriend that is like just total like very narcissistic qualities I, I don't think it's gonna work if you do the work and they don't that's probably not gonna work because the problem with that one is if you are the codependent one and you start doing the work and healing, part of your healing process is going to be learning about boundaries and establishing boundaries. And narcissist is not going to like them boundaries. Narcissist is going to probably break the relationship, cheat. It's just going to go to shit because you're not going to be giving them their supply anymore. And the whole reason you guys functioned was because of your codependency. And this is very common. We've talked about it a lot. You know, the codependent narcissist dance, even though society we jump way too fast at at labeling everyone like narcissist narcissist not everyone's a narcissist everyone has some narcissistic qualities but not every person is a narcissist but there are there are a lot of them and uh, I've definitely attracted a lot of them in my life but like I said if that if you're in that kind of duo like the other person being hella hella toxic (laughs) is still not gonna work even if you do the work however if you were in a partnership and you're realizing like you're codependent maybe your partner's got some issues but they're not like a bad person for you totally it's just like everyone has issues you can do the work and still be in the relationship and it actually like inevitably will help help your relationship if you're in a relationship that's even meant and it's from a like a health a sincere healthy place once you start you start doing the work your relationship will get better. Your partner's either going to match the dance because you're going to change the dance when you're doing the work. You're going to change the way you would handle things in your relationship. You're going to handle you're going to work on your own issues and realize what is your own shit. We all have our own shit. Everyone has their own shit and we all project our shit and we think, "Oh, you did this." But really 
when I say conscious dating and relating, I'm talking about catching yourself when you're ready to point the finger at like your partner, anyone, and realizing why maybe you are making this something it's not. Maybe this is your insecurity coming out in some way. Maybe you're making their behavior mean something it doesn't. Like, for example, the age age old story of like you didn't text me back for three hours you must be cheating on me you didn't text back for three hours you don't care about me you don't love me that is a decision you are making you're choosing to decide that's what that means it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean they don't love you it doesn't mean they were cheating on you it could people get busy okay it's just about being like let's be practical and come to like our senses and i'm getting off topic a little bit but what i'm saying is all this, a lot of this work is about catching ourselves and realizing our own shit. So, and nothing will make you realize your own shit like a relationship. Um, let's turn our relationships into relationships. I like that. Um, but I think what this uh, girl was mentioning was where both partners are willing to do the work. Perfect. Yes, absolutely. You can remain in relationship and do the work. If both parties are down to do the work, that sounds like the perfect scenario because like, you can talk through so much stuff and share resources, share a book, share a podcast. You know, you can have open dialogue about this like and you can you can work it out. You can see like why things happened in the past. You guys can talk through it. So absolutely is my answer because fuck people. I'm sorry. I said the F word. I'm trying to be better. Whatever. We can't put people in boxes. We don't... Humans can't be put in boxes. So, of course, you can still remain in a relationship. Um, Where do you suggest starting for two people in healing and becoming healthier for themselves and then the relationship? This is the second part of our question. Um, Like I said, the more healthy uh, the individual becomes, I believe the more healthy the relationship will become inevitably because you've changed your dance and your partner is going to match your dance or they're going to leave for a new dance partner or do something. Who knows what they're going to go do, but it don't matter. If they stop dancing with you, let them go. Let them go. Um, but if they're going to if they're if they're your person, they're gonna match your dance. It's gonna or it's gonna just work better because you've started to do the work and you're like healing. Like you're not just projecting all your shit onto them, and you're taking ownership for your shit. So I would ooh sorry I would say um, a really good first steps step steps for people in this scenario is to look up about codependency not because I want you to go be obsessed with the label and be like oh god even start going to meetings I don't think you need to do all that um but it just I think it's helpful to become aware of like the characteristics and just what research has been done around it um but like I said don't over identify with it people are not black and white um and also researching this might sound silly to some of you. Boundaries. I When I first started all this journey, I had to look up what boundaries are because I had no idea what that meant. I mean, like, I thought boundaries were like a fence or like, yeah, I thought it was like this physical thing. I, did, I didn't realize humans have boundaries. Yeah. I just like was a blob of like I would just blob into everyone like I just thought I'm like responsible for everyone's feelings all the time and if they're happy do they feel good 
it's the dumbest little things too once you realize you are co- you have these like tendencies or you're like a blob person like me you'll like piece together things from like your whole childhood like it sounds silly but like I used to do that when I was a kid I used to like care more about my friends being like comfortable and healthy and like I'd self-sacrifice for them I'd be I'd like I'd take the worst of like the cookies if we all were having cookies or like anytime someone was coming over getting my car I'm like are they I want to put on what music they like I'm like making sure that's like I'm making sure they are so comfortable it's like they're in my car who gives a shit I'm gonna play I don't want to play my music like stuff like that it's those are just the little things but that is just like how you can pinpoint like where that you might have been um this way for quite a while and just less just more focused on other people um than yourself so learning about boundaries and defining boundaries that's going to be different for everyone like and nothing is going to test boundaries than your partner because you're so intimately involved with each other you probably share everything you talk about with this person. You do. You see your day, your job, everything. And, well, your whole lives. And you are going to have to define, like, what is a boundary. What bothers you. And, like, if it also, like, make sure, like, it's logical. Like, you know, um, it's... It's just different for everyone. Everyone has different boundaries. And then voicing the boundary, expressing it to your partner. And when the boundary gets crossed, is also important. Stick to the boundary. Like, if you make a boundary and they um, cross it over and over and you never, like, follow through with, like, you know, I don't want to say punishment, but it's kind of, like, what it is. Like, if you're not going to, like, if there's no rep- repercussions... <laughs> for that they're just gonna keep doing it because they know it doesn't matter because you're just all talk if you say like I'm gonna leave you if you do this or you don't stop doing this like this is the last time and then you just keep staying around they don't believe you so they're not gonna stop so it's about it's all about creating a strong foundation within yourself and once you start doing that and you define boundaries and you start building this foundation you will feel strong enough to stick with boundaries instead of letting people just walk into your motherfucking house whenever they please you have the door up you're like yo this is my house and like this is what I said I'm okay with and this is what I'm not okay with that's how I like to think of it I always like to think of healing codependency as creating this very strong foundation for a house in in you inside yourself with God Um, I'm always going to mention God. God is part of my journey and I think it's a necessary part of everyone's journey is work with God and tell God you want to build this house with him. You want to make this relationship work. You want to um, heal and you want to become the strong foundation that... um, can can hold itself on its own and not be so overly enmeshed in other people and in your partner um because once you have a strong foundation within yourself you're not putting so much emotional responsibility on your partner and vice versa because they probably do the same thing to you because our partners can't validate us all the time they can't make us feel safe sometimes like you're you gotta self-soothe because if your partner is the one upsetting you 
or you're upset by something your partner did, they cannot soothe you and make you feel safe. You got to make yourself feel safe. They're not going to do that when you're fighting and, um, or insecurities. We can't, our partner's not going to make our insecurities go away. We have to catch ourselves and we have to become conscious of these things. And only we can do these things. And when you create the foundation, like I said, you become less attached to people in general. And you don't have so much um, responsibility of being overly involved in each other's lives. Over enmeshment. A lot of couples get turned into a blob. I always like when I explain this, I like to like use my hands because I really think like a healthy relationship is two people, right? Going along. Okay. And then you like come closer together and now they're like, they're next to each other. Cause they're like, Hey, I like you. And they're like, yeah, I like you too. And they what's up. And then they start dating. So they're like pretty close now, but then a lot of couples just like, and they blow up into each other. Maybe they had sex. I don't know. Probably. And there's like a blob. And it's like, they're obsessed. And that's fine. Be obsessed with your partner. Especially in the honeymoon phase. Yeah, it's good. Lust is fun. But then they're like overly enmeshed. And like, you don't do anything without each other. And you have to know each other's whereabouts at all time. You don't have any separate things you do. You just do everything together. And you always have to answer to each other. You Maybe you look through each other's phones. You're just like this one. You're like a blob. This is over-enmeshment. This is over-enmeshment. This is not healthy. And this is why a lot of relationships fail because it's too much. And you lose your identity in that. And some people get into those for decades and completely lose their identity. And that shit sucks. I, I did that, but not for decades. But I have a friend that did. And he's doing, the, he's doing much better. Like, But he's had to like figure out who he is after that. So less blob more you know it's called interdependent and it's like you still have your life and they still have their life and you still like next to each other you know how we were in the beginning where they're like walking together and they're like close and they like each other but we're just going to stay like that because we're still our own separate people and I would recommend if you've already become a blob and you want to be less of a blob couple um (laughs) to like find hobbies If you had a hobby before you guys got together, do that hobby again, like separately. There's nothing wrong with like combining hobbies sometimes if like you want to, but if there was a, there's a thing, there's things both of you like separately, like you're just passionate about like, I don't care what it is, dude. Like if it's comics, if it's, what do girls like? I I mean, I like hiking and stuff. Like, yeah, and nature stuff. Um, I don't know, knitting, whatever, dude. (laughs) like these hobbies that you just do for you and your partner has nothing to do with it nothing they don't know they know you could tell them about it maybe like when you reconvene but like they are not involved and when you're there you don't even really think about them you're just doing your thing do things where you're not obsessively thinking about your partner and learn to not obsessively be thinking about your partner because that's over enmeshment too in the in your head we gotta catch ourselves and like obsession is not healthy And, um, a relationship is about making each other better. And if you're not, it's time to evaluate why and 
what could be altered so that the relationship can take a course in a better direction. Um, because re- our relationships aren't here to bring us down, make us miserable. It's supposed to light your life up more. It's an addition. So that's my take on that. And that all of what I just said is why I'm like so, I'm a commitment phobe. I've come to terms with this now. I'm such a commitment phobe. I actually realized I've been a commitment phobe. I wasn't even, my son's dad, he like tricked me into committing. I wasn't even trying to. God. And <clears throat> I was commitment phobe then. I'm commitment phobe now. And it's because I'm I'm afraid to become a blob. I've be, Every time I've been in a relationship before, I become a blob with the person. And I usually gain weight because I'm miserable and I miss my life. And it's just like, they're just, um, they were unhealthy. So I'm so afraid because I do not want to settle down. I do not want to cut off all ties with anyone and not have options unless it's like the one, yo. Like, so I feel good about where I'm at knowing that like right now, I'm just, I'm still figuring things out. So, anyways, now I'm going to get on to the second topic of this episode. Because I'm going to call some of y'all out. Directly. Let's, let's just begin. Just because they have their shit together financially does not mean they are a good person. Or a non-toxic person for you. I'm going to say it again. Just because they have their shit together financially does not mean they are not a shitty human or a toxic person for you. I'm guilty of this too, but I'm going to talk about a friend. Let's call her Jane. So Jane's always had a thing for life ruiners. And like Jane, like me, she, she might've had a baby with a life ruiner too. (coughs) Sorry. I don't have coronavirus. I just have a cold. I'm not even about to go trip out. It's a cold. (laughs) Um, So just because they have tattoos and are hot and have their shit together on the outside does not mean they have their shit together on the inside. And I watched my friend Jane justify this dude doing something really terrible to her recently. Um, Like just straight up. I don't even... Personally, I would have already wrote him off for the fact this guy's, like, doing nine months in jail when the jail's open. Like, what? Or, what are we doing? What are we doing, sis? What are we doing? Um, but besides that, he... So, he has a house. And he has, like, his own company. Because, like, his dad gave him a... I don't know. Whatever. She thinks because he had a company and, like, a house that that... He's a catch. No! This dude's this dude sucks. This dude's doing jail time for beating up a bouncer. Uh, he and he did something terrible to her that literally displayed that he has like no respect for women, no respect for her. Is just a player. Is just you know, not not a good not a good match. So, and she still was wanting to justify like, but like the only reason I'm entertaining it is because he has a job and like or he has he has like a house and like stuff so what he also probably has an std like who gives a shit about that and my sister was in a similar situation she just thought she found prince charming they can be a low-key alcoholic 
okay they still they still have a house you can have a house you can have a good job and you can be a total alcoholic cokehead i've seen it like it does not matter does that that does not matter it matters is the person inside is this a good person and more important are we still getting hung up on tattoos and muscles like do you actually have like similar interests can you have a real conversation can you like these are the things that fundamentally are necessary in relationship it does not matter if someone is just hot and distant so next time you're getting you're in your feels over someone and they sound a little reminiscent of a life ruiner let's really check with ourselves are you feeling um, bent out of shape over this person because you're authentically into them or is it just um a trauma response like the way they're getting you your nervous system acted up maybe they're triggering your your abandonment issues your your um insecurities anything like it's playing on it it's not about a lot of times and i've caught myself in this even recently it's not about the person it's about what they're doing because it doesn't matter who the person is for me i realize like if i feel like i'm getting like left because i have an abandonment issue obviously you guys know that i will get that same response my trick that it's a trauma response where my heart starts racing and i'm like i get like flight or fight fight or flight and it's not about the person because the last time it happened i was like i don't even like this guy why am i it's not about the person and you might be drawn to this fuck boy or fuck girl just because they're a fuck boy or fuck girl and you know they're never gonna actually like be with you and they're triggering your insecurities they're triggering your not enoughness your your i'm gonna be left just they're they're triggering this this pain inside you that's still there and it's not about this person being the love of your life it's not about this person being a catch it's not about that you're in love it's about a pattern and um discernment guys because when you can catch yourself and realize oh this is not about this person you can see it for what it is bullshit and we can say f this i want to heal this I don't want to do this because chasing fuckboys is not fun. And man, at least my experience with my friend Jane made me realize like I, I, I'm doing I'm doing okay because I don't I would never entertain um, that type of guy. And I used to I used to entertain these guys, and now the men in my life are just much better. Are they perfect? No way. And do I still have? my my moments yeah like literally i was involved with someone not long ago and um me and this guy just couldn't get along like i'm not kidding he wanted to argue with me before our first date and i'm like i should have just you know been done then and wrote it off well of course i didn't because i'm I'm still a work in progress too so we um went on same like a few times and he still like we would argue about nothing and if that is not the sign of a toxic ass connection, people aren't toxic inherently. Like people are not just toxic, but usually, I mean, there are some people that are, but usually there's just people that are toxic for us. So with me and that guy, it was like, we are clearly just toxic for each other because we can just not get along. Like God was like, no bitch, 
no, what are you doing? Stop it. This is not working. But I also realized I kind of liked it. I kind of was like getting, not getting off, but like I almost, it was just, it like made me, I don't know, like feel, it's because it was just the most, it's not passion, but if you can, if you are from a chaotic environment growing up or like you've had past relationships that were very up and down you're used to you think um passion is fighting you equate passion to like heavy arguments and stuff so so there's still that part of me that was like getting that you know oh like kind of like this like this is so dramatic I'm like I like we're just in love we're not in love I don't feel zero no (laughs) zero percent um but I totally still was feeling this, like, I pull, not pull, but, like, almost wanting it and kind of liking it. But I'm like, no, bitch, we're not doing this. Like, I I don't want to date someone that we argue. And I could feel this nudge, like, for God being like, no, this is not it. <laughs> like, stop it. Because you should not be fighting with someone you just met like right out the gate like that is not healthy so I just want to mention that because I don't want you guys to think I am some perfectly evolved healed person I have healed quite a lot I'm really proud of how far I've come and where I'm at with myself but I'm still I still have my moments I still slip up and um it's it's a it's a journey like it's it's a process it takes a while and be gracious with yourself it takes time and when you slip up don't beat yourself up just recognize it and the fact that if you recognize a pattern for what it is and realize like yo this isn't based in real love and like adoration this is like my my issues that's so profound like that's such a huge step so you should be proud of yourself that once you start being able to point those things out it's huge so props to you Props to all of you doing the work. Um, Yeah, I think I'm just going to wrap this episode up, guys. Um, I've been getting a lot of messages lately. And actually, my uh, audience has grown since the last, like, couple months. So that's awesome. Um, And I love your messages. Every, each and every one of them always makes me so happy. And I just... um, have so much gratitude for the fact that all of this any of this I'm doing can help you in any way and I I, yeah don't ever be afraid to write to me because I love to hear from you guys I love to connect with you guys I'm so hyped that like I just have these friends now all over the world pretty much because of this podcast it's so rad and you aren't alone and um you're doing fine. You're doing fine. Wherever you're at, you're doing fine. And you deserve love. You deserve healthy love. We all deserve healthy love. Um, but really, we have to find like the safe space within ourselves with God. God um, will help you get there. Just trust God and um, surrender. All right, guys. I love you so very much. Take care and I will talk to you next week. Thank you.